Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Two Men, One Beard with me, Muno. And me, JB. It's already episode 12. Yes, episode 12. What's that? A, a, da- a, ba- a dozen. I'm about to say a baker's bacon. dozen, but that's 13. <laughs> that's 13. Um, so, Wait, a what? Baker's dozen is 13. Oh, right, okay. Um, right. I'm not sure why. I thought you said bacon dozen and I was like, what? No. <laughs> um, so we haven't recorded in about a week or so. Yeah. Um, so we're just catching up a little bit now. But why didn't we record last week? Because you were too busy for me. Oh, yeah, I'm too busy. <laughs> so this lucky man was in Portugal. Portugal. Whereabouts did you go in Portugal? Uh, we mainly stayed in Lisbon. Lisbon. Um, but we yeah. went to... Um, I don't know if it's considered to be in Lisbon. I Probably not. But there's a place called Sintra. Sintra. It's like... A, it's basically like a... So... so it's pretty much just up in the mountains, and because it's up in the mountains, it was an ideal place to build castles. So there was it was literally a place with loads of castles. Okay. Um, For some reason, my mind went to sandcastles. Like I'm pretty sure that's on the beach. Castle. <laughs> um, and there's like uh, I don't know, pronounce it Pena Palace or something like that. Pina Palace. Okay. It's like a really colorful castle, basically, and that's why it's famous for. And there was another place we went to, um, and it was called initiation well so it's literally just a it's a staircase that goes down and then it goes to a cave which is really cool okay how what was the cave like was it was it a massive cave or was it one no, of the ones like, that like just... small like it, it was like pretty much just path to get out basically okay but it's not I, one of those dangerous ones which have like little bits that you have to squeeze through no no no, 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 no. That, that's like that's like these youtube videos it's uh I, I don't know it's it it's pretty much just uh from my understanding, it's actually a man, uh, a millionaire, apparently decided to make a well, and mm. he made it. I'm not, I'm not sure why it's called initiation. Well, probably tried setting up a bat cave. Probably, <laughs> probably. It was cool though. It was like a. I, I, I think that was one of the places that I want to go to in Sintra. Uh, I didn't really want to go to the castle first, but just to, sorry, the palace. But the pa- palace was um, pretty much everybody that goes to Sintra goes to the palace. It was okay. one of the bigger things. Um, but I prefer going to the well. The palace was just a really long queue for three rooms, and that's it. Yeah, I yeah. had to wait like like three hours. Yeah, I don't get how people who like stand outside Buckingham Palace for ages either. Uh, like yeah. you can't even get in. You can't even get in there. I think you can only get up to the bits where the royal guard is, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, yeah, no, but with the when the queen was there, you're allowed to. I'm pretty sure you could see. The, when she died, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no idea because I wasn't going to wait that but long. I heard the queue was, it was four yeah, hours. It was called. I think. I think no. I think some people were waiting like longer. Eventually, I, I don't know if, if it was exaggeration, but people were saying, "Oh yeah, David Beckham waited like twelve hours." Yeah, but how long did the Holly Willoughby? <laughs> yeah, so they they get a lot of stick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how quickly public opinion changes because obviously they were revered. Everyone loved him. They just, I remember everyone started hating on Philip Schofield. Oh, that's his name, Philip Schofield. Yeah. And name. then he came out as gay and again. everyone loved him yeah. again. And then that like, everyone loved both of them. Everything was going fine. And then they were known to Q-jump. So obviously everyone is like, oh, they, they Q-jumped. I would have. Like, I'm not waiting 12 hours. The only reason why I would go is if someone said, oh, yeah, I can get you to the front of the queue. I understand, obviously, everyone else is waiting, but I'm, I wouldn't have gone if if I had to wait that long. I think the main reason why people were going were just for 
because it's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Thing. We will never have another opportunity to go to an event like that. Not first of once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, Fair enough. I, mean, I think one of the first times I remember hearing about once in a lifetime opportunity was when Blue Peter, you remember that show? It's a, it's a CBBC show. Um, they, I remember it was just before the Beijing Olympics and they had a competition that ran that um, said, oh, you can get tickets to the opening ceremony for the Beijing Olympics. And I was like, oh, they were like, oh, yeah, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I was like, oh, I need to go, I need to go. And I was like, actually, no, it's not going to be on TV. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but anyway, back to Portugal. So the weather outside currently is horrendous, raining. You turn up to my house drenched. Yeah. Um, what is the weather like in Portugal? You told you told them where we were recording. <laughs> um, yeah, the weather was super hot. I mean, I, so I was worried at first when I was actually heading off to Portugal because I was looking at the weather. Mm. And so I go to the gym in the morning, and I on the way home, I was looking at my uh, my weather yeah. app, and it says it was seven degrees in that morning in the UK, and I looked at Lisbon. And it said that it was 17 degrees. So I was like, oh, damn, it's going to be not that. hot. Yeah. Okay. So it oh, was, it's seven, okay. well, I never get the temperature. I mean, right. no, 17 degrees in the morning when it's seven degrees here. Okay, yeah, morning, fair enough. Yeah. And 17 degrees. So I would say it's like a 10 degree difference in that morning. You would say that yeah. there's 10 between seven and 17. Nice. You only you <laughs> would say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was going to be super hot, but it, it was, but. I was prepared, so I was. I just brought like loads of shorts and t-shirts, yeah. and that's all I wore. I think it's one of those things where, obviously, when you go to when I think of Japan, Thailand, and all that, I want to obviously experience the culture, experience the food. Mm. You don't realize, okay, it's gonna be hot, right? Like I'm not sure about Japan, but obviously Thailand, Philippines, Malaysia, it's hot, hot, hot. Yeah, and it's a sort of different kind of hot. But when I think of if I ever like I went to Fuerteventura, I knew it was gonna be hot. Um, Spain, Portugal, whatever, I would know it's going to be hot, so I'm prepared for that. Whereas when I'm going somewhere else, like East Asia, I'm just like, okay, I want to experience a culture. So my mind is more on oh, what can I do rather than what the weather is going to be like. So I think was, whenever I think of Spain, obviously you, you spoke, spoke about Portugal going to the castles, my first mind would be go to the beach, see what the girls are doing. Like That, <laughs> that would be my first thought. So that's what I'll think about. So that's why it would be like, okay, yeah pack the hot stuff I don't, i'm not sure how you got to the castles or anything was it a hike was it uh no it was just you you get a tour bus that goes up. okay so yeah. in my mind it was sort of like because you said mountains and stuff i don't know what sort of mountains they have I don't know if it's like more of a forest mountain or if it's like a snowy sort of rocky mountain but um my first thought was like, okay maybe i would have to pack hiking like clothes. equipment yeah, yeah. yeah no 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 um i don't think i was prepared for any holiday like that otherwise i would have brought other stuff um Regarding the beaches in Portugal, there's none. You literally walk and it's just the edge. <laughs> it's literally just fucking rocks. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It, well, it's weird. I don't think there's, from my understanding, in Lisbon, the wolf, they didn't have a, it was like mm. a part with just sand and people just sat down. Yeah. But that's just, it's basically, there's a part, there's a, I can't remember the name exactly, but there's a, like a, imagine like a Oxford Street for Portugal, right at the end of it, it's the sea. And it's like a little beach, but the beach is not. Okay. It's like, Maybe it's a Lisbon thing. I know like like Algarve and, and stuff like that, they have beaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think um, there's any in Lisbon. Cause, yeah. So I had I decided to go for a walk around the coast-ish mm. area Yeah. to go to um, 
to go to this place called Belim Tower. So it's a tower that's in the sea. Well, sea. Azkaban, mate. Azkaban. <laughs> and um, basically during high tide, it looks really good because yeah. it looks like it's a castle in the sea. But if it's not, it's you can see the sand. Basically, and then you can see it. Funny enough, I was seeing like these weird jelly things on the sand, and they were like jellyfishes. They were stuck. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I was like, wow. Because some guy, some kid, I don't know, some guy or a kid was kicking it, and I was yeah. like, what is that? And Good. I realized it was just um, <laughs> there's a jellyfish. But it was really cool. Um, but I want, because I remember seeing a video of that place, and I was like, wow, it, it looks like um, from a game called Elden Ring. It looks like yeah. something very, but when I got there, it was very disappointing. It was just, all right. Photoshop just wonders, doesn't it? No, no, it's just because it's not high tide. So you can actually see the sand to get to the castle. So you, all you can see, if it's high tide, I would assume it's just the bridge. And okay. if you get it from a certain angle, aka if you're, face, if you're in the sea in like a... Because you can get also a uh, boat tour and you take a picture of the castle, it looks like it's just in the sea. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Portugal actually is very good for the food, though. Yeah, okay. That was what I was going to move on to. What was the food like? So, uh, so unfortunately, there was this place. Uh, I'm going to butcher I can't remember what the first the name of the um, restaurant, the first words, I get first name of the restaurant, but it's like something, something, Romero. Okay. And they're, they are popular for their, um, for the seafood. Hmm. So when I went there, um, we re- we realized that it's not easy to get to. So you have to reserve or like there's a big queue, basically. But I thought, why don't we get there in opening? So when there's not a lot of reservations yeah. and the queue for the people that are going there on the first come, first serve basis, uh, <clears throat> you could just queue up. And if you're early, obviously, you'll get a seat. So really weirdly enough, they send you to a cafe yeah. and that's where you wait. And then there's like an announcer that tells you, do you get a number? And they say, oh, take a seat here, blah, blah, blah. Or come to the restaurant. And for some weird reason, they had us do that. But in the end, they just said to everybody, come to the restaurant because no one's here. So we went up and it was the best seafood I've ever had in the whole world. What, what, was, what, what so, did you get? So we had giant tiger prawns. Okay. Crab. Mm-hmm. And we had this um prawn and garlic butter with including the um the head of the prawn. It's like a really big prawn. Um and it was undeniably one of the best seafood I've I've ever had in my life. Nice. It was so the giant tiger prawn. So I don't know what I had this thing in my mind where obviously you know like like a normal prawn mm. and then you think of the uk tiger prawn and it's not that different. i don't think i've ever had tiger prawn i think i've had it's king usually, prawn but not tiger prawn it's usually not that big it's usually almost very similar in size mm. just slightly bigger but there you get a giant tiger prawns and it's it looks like it's like a lobster it's like a lobster okay but a bit smaller mm. and i'm so we thought let's go to two different restaurants, seafood restaurants to compare. And I compared the giant tiger from that place to the other. And it was blows, it blows it out of the water. 
Like, there's nothing else that tastes like that. It was really good. It was, I think it's just like a char grilled, and then they douse it in butter. But it was so good. I've never had anything like it. it and actually, the the reason why I heard of it was through YouTubers. So, um, Mark Wiens, I'm sure you know. Yeah, him. we've spoken about And him uh, Mikey Chen. Yeah. So Mikey Chen went to the restaurant three months ago, and he said, "Yeah, it's the so exact good. same." Yeah. Yeah. And then Mark Wiens went there five years ago, so he's a true OG. <laughs> he's a he's a trendsetter. Like, it was so good, but. It's interesting though, because what you realize when you're in a restaurant is that it's a lot of people go there. Yeah. So mostly foreigners, because when you actually go there, I don't think there were any Portuguese people in our surrounding um, table, mm. any table around, okay. around us, because there were people from America. There was a guy I was talking to us. He was from America and a Thai lady. Yeah. And they were just... what. What is it about people on holiday? <laughs> it's sort of like I wouldn't speak if if me and you go to a restaurant, we won't really talk to anyone else. But okay. I know that when I'm on holiday, more and more people come up to you and talk to you. So I remember when, when Malaysia, a random Australian lady come up to me and my family, and we we had a chat. I think I don't know if I think when people hear, so um, say you go to a foreign country where you don't understand language, but then you hear someone speaking English. I don't know, it's sort of, I think other people think like, oh, there's a camaraderie sort of thing. So there's actually someone yeah, yeah, yeah. other than your annoying kids that you can talk to. That makes sense. Yeah, but then that just comes with, I because I would assume that those two, the American man and mm. the Thai lady, yeah. I assume they're probably solo travellers and the only way you can get by is of to, course, to yeah. be a lot more friendlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why, that, that's actually one thing that I want to do. It's the solo travel. Mm. So I want to I wanna experience I one time. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> no, no, not even that. <laughs> so I was talking to this, uh, to uh, one of my friends actually, and how he has a colleague that went on holiday with a friend, right? Mm. So uh, the, I assume there were two girls. So they traveled to Germany together. But because their interests were different, so from my understanding, this girl is into like fine arts and her friend is into something else. Yeah. What they actually did was go there together, but do your own thing, which I, is actually a really interesting I concept, like I would say. I like that. Because <laughs> obviously not everything, like let's say I asked you to go to a, to a, I don't know, a gaming convention, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really care that much. And mm. then you asked me to go to, I don't know, like a like a film kind of thing, but yeah, it's obviously I get, yeah, I get, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Because do what you want. Because yeah. that's what really inti- what you really should be doing. You know what I mean? But that's what you want to do. So do yeah. it. For, kind of it's still related to this topic. So, how long were you in Portugal for again? Was it three days? Three days. So did you eat out three times? Yes. So my mind would have gone when you said, "Oh, let's go compare with another seafood place." I'd be like, "Nah, you go." I'm going to go somewhere else. Because obviously, if I'm in Portugal, I want like different things. Like, cool. If that makes sense. So yeah. That's why I agree with the whole sort of traveling thing. Because <laughs> these people actually listen to the podcast, which is going to make it a bit more funnier. So when we went to Fuerteventura, obviously, like they had, there was different dietary requirements. So there was like, vegetarians and, um, yeah, basically, that was the <laughs> dietary requirement. Um, but there was food that I was like, I wanted to go to to try that they wouldn't have um so it would have been good that if like 
if I can go back as a solo traveler, maybe, and then try that sort of stuff. Different food, um, yeah. And do different activities and stuff. Like, it was a good time when I went, mostly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it would have been good to experience it. I think when you go in a group, obviously, in a foreign country, you're like, you, you have shared the like i get what you mean you you want to stay together because you you don't know the place mm. um i think i'm a lot more confident than other people in going by myself to stuff as in doing stuff by doing myself stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, which but, is cool I yeah think, yeah i think yeah. that was because uh, <clears throat> i don't think i've mentioned this in a podcast but a while back i went to uh i went on holiday in korea yes yeah and i went with my brother and he I didn't go. doesn't like hiking, but we went on a hike and he hated it. Yeah. And I'm the type of person that would enjoy hiking in general. And now ever since that trip, he doesn't like going hiking. So it's not really, and it's one of the things I'd like to do. I, I, I would want to do because I don't know, to me, I just find it so, it, it's like just something to do that I enjoy. Like, I don't know. I, there's something about hiking that I enjoy. I remember talking to my uncle in Canada uh, a while back and I asked him like what are the favorite things he does uh, he, he like he does in his pastime and one of the things he said was hiking and I was like hiking that's so boring what's that just walk around <laughs> but now I realized that was when I was younger probably like 20 uh, but now obviously I realized that it's not really just a walk it's like you go to this walk and at the end you get like an amazing view or you get something that you will just I don't know something you enjoy, and I yeah. just enjoy going on hikes. So, yeah. So yeah. soon, soon I want to go um, uh, Norway, and I want to go on hikes. That's on my list, Norway. Norway um, and hikes. But the only thing about Norway is that it's there is a price hike. <laughs> yeah, I've but, noticed that um, compared to other European countries, I think you can go around cheap. Obviously, Norway, I would love to go. So I'm not saying the price will put me off. It's just that if there is an opportunity to go to say euro rail i think i'll probably do that first cool um, yeah so i've always wanted to euro i think when I, we, were, we were in school we spoke about doing it um i think it's got more expensive now i think back then when we were in year 13 or so i think it was like 300 quid um i haven't checked so yeah. i don't know what it is yeah now. i'm not sure where it is now but i would love to do something like that i would say portugal is actually also expensive comparison yeah. in comparison to like Place like Paris, yeah, Spain, they were a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I've only, I haven't really been to many, <laughs> many places. I've been like decent holidays, like Austria. Mm. Um, for, yeah. No, 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 sorry. Um, sorry. Um, so Austria for like skiing, and I've been Germany for the Christmas market, and yeah, I want to yeah, go. So I want to go Germany and Spain, because mm. uh, I've never been. I've never been to those countries. All right, how about this? I'd say we go Germany, not not because I have anything against Spain, but I just think Germany's a bit different from Portugal. Okay. So, um, and Spain's a bit similar. Sorry, I'll better clarify that. Um, and we do an episode in Germany. <laughs> nice. Is it, okay. So the only thing that I've heard from Germany is that there's not a lot of stuff to do apart from shopping. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Uh, but Berlin. We can. I'm sure if we search enough, there'll be like you know the well that you're on about with the cave. I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's obviously Nazi um, stuff. I think should still be there, um, which would be cool. To, I, you know how I am. I'm, I'm good. I, I love World War Two, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so I think it'd be good to go to those sort of places that um, were mentioned when I was studying um, Nazi Germany and, and all of that. So I think there are things out there that we could do that isn't to do True. shopping. But with Germany, it's so close. Um, when I went there, we went on a coach and it, it took us more than a day to get there, but we spent a whole day there. That was it. Um, and we got enough done. It basically, that trip was an excuse for teachers to go shopping because um, they took us to the Christmas market and they ditched us. We had no chaperones. I know now that wouldn't fly, oh, yeah. but back then we had no, no, no chaperones. I ended, up, <laughs> I ended up on a street that was similar to the red light district of Amsterdam. Um, it was literally just one street. I, so let me explain this way. There was a hill. I think we were in Cologne or Cologne. Um, and there was a hill which you can get to the same place at the top. So it goes into the row of shops at the, the, the actual the Christmas market. Okay, market, yeah, yeah. And then you can go, but you can use three different streets to go down. So the first one time we all went down was McDonald's was down there. Um, we we went down as a group and that was fine, right? Yeah. A normal street. I went back up and I went down one of the other streets, well, up the other, the other streets. I like to go by myself, so I went up by myself to a random place. And I heard knocking on the windows. I, I was oblivious to what was going on. I was, it was a hill, so I was trying to focus on getting up the hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I heard a knocking on a window. Look around, and there was a girl barely wearing anything. And she was going like, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if she's wagging her finger to be like, no, as in go away. Yeah. Or come closer. I can't remember if, which one it was. I panicked, obviously. I think I was 13. That's funny. Um, I legged it straight back down to McDonald's where my friends were, got them, we went back up and we checked out. And <laughs> we, because we were so young, we were sort of like hid behind the wall and then popped out but like, yeah. like with peekaboo sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think there'd be interesting things to do in Germany um, if we do go. I've, I'm not sure if you'll, you'll be interested in looking at war bunkers or... Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm not sure where the Eagle Nest is, but I'd love to go to the Eagle Nest. What's that? Um, it was a mansion. That's why I don't think it might be in Germany, actually. It was a mansion taken over by Hitler, um, which is the place where he supposedly killed himself, if I remember correctly. It's in a mountain, sort of, a hill sort of area. Okay, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if people are allowed there or whatever, but it would be really cool to go have a look. I remember seeing... I think there's like a really, I can't remember the name now. It's like this white castle in the mountains. I think that's in Germany. I'm not sure. White castle, that's an American fast food, isn't it? Nice. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. No, you can. So I actually got another story about a red light district. So Ooh. I went to. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited. I went to Belgium. Yeah. And I can't remember either what city it was, whether it was either Brussels or Antwerp. And I was just walking with my brother towards an area. I can't remember where we were going to, but I was just following my maps. And that was the closest path to get to that area. I'm not sure where we were going. I think we were going to like the seaside thing where there's like a, um, I think there's like a museum near the sea. But on the way there, it's the red light district. We didn't know. But the funniest thing is like, you walk down this road and it just seems like a normal shopping road with like, but you, you suddenly see like an older gentleman just standing there yeah. looking at the window. But you only, obviously, it's a red light district, so it's not really somewhere that is 
they didn't really advertise, yeah, this is the red light district. Yes. Yeah, so really yeah. something like that. There you was no sign. You only realize yeah. that it's there when you're there. Yeah. But you realize it's just literally a half naked woman just on the, on the, um, on the, obviously the way it works, it's like it's a clear window, mm. like a platform, a stand where they stand on it. And yeah. they just, they just there, just stand there. And then they, funnily enough, is that, um, I just remember a gentleman coming out and then he looks so happy. I've never seen someone so happy, which is smiling. I'm sure people say Disneyland is the happiest place on earth for kids. <laughs> Red light districts are probably the happiest place for lonely old men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, before um, you went on holiday, um, I, I remember you saying to me that you watched um, an old film, Memento. Oh, isn't that your your sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so the Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. Um, how did you find that? Yeah, I, I think it was... So there are some parts that I really... So I enjoyed how it was told. Yeah, I enjoy because obviously it, the main thing about the movie is that it plays full. It plays. I don't know how to describe it. It starts Start from, from the end. end, but then it plays normal. I don't know. I don't know how to describe um, it. So it will it, go. So basically, it's not in chronological order. Storytelling is linear, but in different times. So. It would be say, um, you start the day at eight pm. It would your scene will go from eight pm to nine pm, but then the next scene will be seven pm to eight pm. Yeah, That's yeah how like it works. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it, it. Each I guess part of the movie mm. it moves forward in time. But yeah. Each part is the part previous yes. prior to yes. the part that you've just watched. So it should have been the scene that would explain yeah. the scene before. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right at the start of the movie, you see, spoiler alert, you see this man die. Yeah. And what I really like about that movie is that you don't know who he is at the start. Yeah. But then obviously later down the line, you realize, wow, okay, that's who he is. And I think that's the part that I really enjoyed because each part you see, you kind of think, why is he doing that? Exactly. Like, and then he explains it in the next part mm. because obviously it goes back in time. Yeah. And I really liked how... Um, I think his condition is legit. It's an actual condition. Yeah, Am yeah. I correct? Yes, you're correct. Um, and then how it integrates certain parts of the movie. So there's parts that, um, spoiler alert, you probably shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, Memento is about a guy trying to, f well, trying to figure out what happened to his wife. wife but obviously, yeah. it plays backwards. So um, you will, you won't know until the end. What's yeah. Basically, so happened. you know who he kills. Yeah. But you don't know why. And then you don't know how it oh, got to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't know if it was justified, which is one of the main things in the in the film, yep. was it justified to kill the person that he killed at the end? Mm. Uh, um. Oh yeah. So, so my point is, what I really liked about it is, so certain parts. So the the, the main character, Cumbre's name. He uses certain techniques to remember what's happened. Hmm. So one of the, the techniques he uses, and I, I just like that because it's like different aspects on how he can, because first he tattoos himself. Yeah. And then the other one is that he takes pictures. And then the other one is takes, he adds notes to the pictures. Yeah. Memento. So, yeah. Hmm. And 
it's just I don't know. To me, I just like how certain parts of that, um, how do I say it, get introduced to the story, and it also affects the story. So there's a part there where he tries to remember what happens, but there's the I don't know if you know there's that girl, there's a lady. Yeah. So my memory on this film is probably a lot hazier than yours because yeah. I last time I watched it was when I was at uni. Okay. So I may need remem- reminding sure. of certain things. So there's this lady who pretends she gets beaten up. So yes. in one of the parts, yeah. he, she pretends to get beaten up. But actually what happened uh, before that is actually she beats him up. She be- He beats her up. And then, yes. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. yeah. And then because the lady's smart and she didn't have any pens around, she took every single one. He couldn't write a note to remember what's happened. So when the uh, when he realizes uh, when he sees the girl, he thinks like she's been beaten up by this guy, and then that guy basically kills. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a pretty good. St- I don't know. It's, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's uh, different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's been a while since I watched a movie like that, and it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, I remember it's Guy Pierce who plays the main. Guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a Topsy Topsy Turvy actor where he plays decent roles, but he also plays some trash. He's a, I wouldn't say he's a lister. I would say he's about B lister. Okay. Um, like Jason Statham was like transporter. If, yeah, so a transporter is a B list film, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. He, like he wasn't that popular. I think. Maybe he's gotten a bit more popular now. Um, I wouldn't say as much. Like he's obviously out there everywhere, but a lot of the films he does is still B-list action movies. Yep. Um, same with Guy Pierce, where he makes a lot of B-list films. I think maybe they're both motivated by, by money. Like you know Ben Kingsley. So Ben Kingsley played Gandhi. He's done a few roles that are like, wow, he's a brilliant actor. He is one of the best actors on the planet. Yeah, he just says yes to everything. <laughs> he was in the Thunderbirds film. He was in, so he played the Mandalorian in Iron Man Three and in Shang Chi. You know Shang Chi, the old guy they find in the cave. Oh, that's, that's Ben him. Kingsley. Right, yeah. right. The guy that uh, has a little pet. Yeah, and he plays some random Doesn't characters. Does he play someone in Game of Thrones? Is he a player in Game of Thrones? Am I wrong? Game of Thrones. No. Where is he from? He's literally he's everything. You've yeah, probably no, seen I've, something. In yeah, I have. I, oh. He's in a Black Mirror. He was in one episode in Black, but everybody, everybody's in Black Mirror now. Yeah. He's Miley Cyrus, so. um, but yeah, so Guy Pierce, I think, is like that. So that's obviously less about the film, more about Guy Pierce. Um, there was a B-list film that I liked from Guy Pierce, which is unrelated to what I want to talk about, but I think I'm going to mention it. So you remember? Um, I think her name is Maggie Grace. Uh, she is Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken. She's the one that gets Taken. Right. Um, she finds herself in a similar situation where she is locked in a prison in space and he's in that prison and he saved the day. I can't remember, exactly remember what happened, but I think the film's called like Lockdown or lock, Locked Down or something like that. I remember it just being a fun film to watch. One of those ones that you don't think is going to be good. Was this Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce, Guy Pierce yeah. movie, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought because you told me, you know, you watched Memento, I thought. Let's talk about the director, Christopher Nolan. So 
let me let me give you a brief overview of Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan and his impact on film so far. Sure. So there have been many legendary great directors, right? Name one, if you can. A great director. Steven Spielberg. Yes, one, of, <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, but there is also another guy who was the Steven Spielberg before Steven Spielberg. Um, and he actually gave Steven Spielberg his chance, and that was called Stanley Kubrick. Have you heard of him? Yeah. So, um, Odyssey, Space Odyssey. Yeah, Space Odyssey. <laughs> um, he also made Full Metal Jacket. He made, um, what's that? I want, uh, no, okay, that's not his fault. I'm about to say Apocalypse Now, but that's Francis Ford. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's made, oh, The Shining, sorry, The Shining. Um, so there's been visionary directors like that, and there's some that stand out for good reason, mainly because of their change that they bring to film and their visionary talents, essentially. So Kubrick um, was one of the, probably the first director to use Steadicam. So do you know what Steadicam is? So Mm -hmm. it's a rig um, that you attach to your body and it allows the cameraman to run or walk backwards or do whatever with the camera staying steady, steady cam. Okay. So he used it to go upstairs, I think, in The Shining. Um, and, yeah, so he obviously was a visionary because of that. Steady cam is now used everywhere. It's used in uh, live football matches, um, live, well, probably all a live sport because you literally will see people running around with with cameras in these fast-paced sports. Yeah, yeah. Cricket, okay. not so much, but in other sports. Like it's a sport. <laughs> um, Spielberg, obviously, people hate on him because of the blockbuster idea, but he brought in the blockbuster. Uh, yeah, the, um, the over-the-top explosion kind of thing. Sort of. It was a, more, blockbusters are more... The official term is that they make a lot more money than it does to cost than it costs to make the film. So it's a reselling. It's a reselling <laughs> Exactly, <movie>. yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jaws, so Jaws is obviously a, a great example of that. Yeah. But people hate on him, but I think Jaws is is visionary in itself where the shark obviously we look at it now but the shark does look decent enough for the 70s and it wasn't didn't cost that much to make and it made bucks yeah so i would say spielberg if you think of sci-fi you think of spielberg you think of et back he obviously did direct back to the future but he produced back to the future he was the reason why star wars started or like i think i might have covered this already but Mm -hmm. Another visionary director before we go into our whole Nolan thing, um, Alfred Hitchcock. Probably one of the most famous directors, um, probably one of the most parodied di- directors where people pretend to be him and you know all this sort of stuff. Um, genius, but very flawed. Um, I won't go into why he's flawed, but there's been stories basically since he's died. Um, but he was the director credited. So when I say credited, same with Cat Stanley Kubrick, credited that they probably made it more popular, but someone else could have used this technique before, that created the vertigo effect. Do you know what a vertigo effect is? No. So it's a very difficult technique, and I've done it a couple of times when making films, um, but it's quite hard to do. Essentially, what you do is you get a moving camera, whether you move it yourself or um, you get a dolly, so on wheels, um, and if you're going backwards, you zoom in. So, okay, yeah. Right. So it creates an effect that is used so often 
um, like Jaws has it. Jaws uses it when he realizes that the kid is being eaten by the shark. Okay, I, um, I, I, I think I, I, I probably don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he is credited for using that. I love using that technique, but it's so hard, especially if you're on a budget, because it's so hard to get a dolly, um, and it's so hard to get tracks. Um, as like Did, yeah, because you actually need an actual. Track well, for dollies, dollies not essentially. You can get wheeled ones, but obviously with the wheeled ones, if there's a stone, the camera will jolt. So, yeah, okay. That but on sense. track, but you need it steady. Uh, on track, it would be a lot steadier. So if you say you're just doing a random action sequence, you yeah. can use the dolly because it's it's all right to have the camera jolt because it's part of the the film. Mm. The camera's going to move. The audiences feel like they're running with In the character. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's credited for Vertigo effect because of the Vertigo film, which is a brilliant film in my opinion. Um, and there's a scene. So basically, the main character is afraid of heights. Vertigo, um, and he when he looks down the stairs, that the movement happens. So they filmed. I think they must have filmed it on the side. So the, the spiral staircase. He looks down. The camera moves back, but it zooms in. It creates that effect, and it's, it's good. Like I'm not. I'm, I don't have Vertigo, but. When I look down from height, sometimes my eyes do that. Like it's just like shit. Okay, I can see the floor. Of course, it's, it's weird if you see the floor, but you can also see how high up you are. Um, but yeah. So, Chris Nolan is now probably with. So I would say it is branched off a little bit. So Stanley Kubrick, I think, has branched off with Spielberg, okay. and then there's a longer branch that goes to Nolan. Okay. Right with Spielberg. There's a branch that goes off to J.J. Abrams. So I think J.J. Abrams right now is trying to rectify Star as in what happened with Star Wars. Obviously, not a lot of people like the... The new ones. The, yeah, the... Is it called the sequel trilogy? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, so, he, but he... Um, Super 8, I don't know if you've watched Super 8. It's literally... It's a series, no? No. no uh, there is... Is that the Netflix one? I can't remember. It's um, not there anymore. I think, I think it's called Super 8. Um, it's where a bunch of kids, it's like Stranger Things before Stranger Things. So it was a bunch of kids in the 80s, right? Um, want to make a film. And while they film a scene at a train station, because obviously a train's coming past, um, they get superpowers. No, so a truck purposely takes out the train, um, and a monster is unleashed, um, upon the little Sorry. town okay um and there's a bunch of things that happens basically it's like a homage to 80 sci-fi um but jj adrams is essentially this the new spielberg but i think he's trying to make a comeback since star wars um, okay but yeah star trek have you watched the, the star trek films no i love them like the, the three of them is all him it's all good um but yeah back to nolan so nolan has branched off from kubrick kubrick um was very multi-genre so it wasn't just for sci-fi. He did do sci-fi. He did Horror of the Shining. Full Metal Jacket was the war film. Um, and he's obviously... His, probably his biggest sci-fi is Space Odyssey. Um, but Nolan is going in that sort of direction as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through Christopher Nolan's IMDb page. Yep. Um, and we've spoken about Memento. So IMDb is done by out of 10... What do you think it should be? And I'll tell you what it is afterwards. Wait, sorry. You want me to give a rating? Yeah, you know how we normally do a film rating. Okay. Um, so if you do yours, and I'll tell you what it actually is. How about you give yours as well? Yeah, yeah I'll give mine as well. Right. Yeah. So so I assume you're going to give me a movie? 
Let's do it, yeah, memento first. Okay. Yeah. Uh nine. Nine? Okay. I'll go with eight. No, not not okay. I'm not hating on the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that it's not as good, yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. yeah. That's that's um, a fair point. Especially considering um we're gonna go into other Chris Manella films. Okay. Um Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually um, but you can do it. points because IMDb does points, so you, uh, okay. you can do points. So eight and a half. Okay, eight point five. Yeah. Right. So IMDb agrees with you more than it agrees with me. It's okay. eight point four. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then his essentially, if we're going linear, we're not going to talk about every single film as linear because I haven't watched any. Like, there's films sure. before Memento mm-hmm. I haven't seen. Um, and I, to be fair, I'm going through the list. I probably have seen every film Most except one. I think on the way up. From um, okay, yeah, Memento. I probably haven't watched it a lot, but, but you, I know there's a few that you have. All right, sure. Um, so the next one is Insomnia. No, I haven't watched it. No, so Insomnia. Um, if I, I'm going to get the description up, but I basically I, I remember watching it when I was at uni, not for uni project, but because I wanted to. Um, and it's uh, two detectives are sent to a random like town in like northern like part of America where the sun doesn't set. Right, it, so Al Pacino is one of the detectives. I can't remember who's the other one. I might just quickly check. Um, no, it's giving me a lot of other characters. I know there's a character, there's an actor on here that who isn't a detective. He's actually second named, and actually why? Um, he so he can't sleep anyway. He's got insomnia, and it makes it worse because obviously the sun doesn't set. And there is a um, murder uh, in this area of a of a local teen. And it's like, it's not the typical sort of, let's find the evidence and get the bad guy. From what I remember, I might be getting it wrong. It has been a while. But Robin Williams plays this guy who... Robin Williams is in it. I'm watching yeah. this then. Oh. So it's not a comedy. Okay. Right? Robin Williams plays this guy who seems a bit dodgy. I think, he's, I think he tries to help a little bit. Um, but what do you know about how the police works if someone tries to help in a homicide and outside public tries to give information, not even a homicide in any crime. Uh, what, wait, so, so if someone, let's say you're a police officer, okay. I come up to you and say, you try help oh, me. Oh, can I help you yeah, investigate? No, say no, no, not just that. You'd be a bit suspicious because there's quite a few times where serial killers have tried to have helped the police and got to know the police. I think his name is Ed Kemper. He's a famous one. Who helped? He he helped. He was known to the police. They loved him. Turns out he, he was, was helping on the killings that he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So uh, quite a lot of things. I remember when Madeleine McCann went missing. There was a guy who helped out because he spoke Portuguese and English. Um. And obviously, at the beginning of this, it was just the Portuguese police, if that mm. makes sense. So he helped out at first, but then he became a suspect because he was helping out so much. Um, I don't nothing came off. I don't think he's a prime suspect anymore. I don't think he's even a little suspect anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he helps out, and it's a brilliant film. I could barely remember it properly. I remember loving it. I think Robin Williams was amazing. Mm. If you compare Robin Williams Al Pacino, you're like, okay, one made The Godfather and one made Flubber, right? Yeah. But everyone loves Robin Williams. Yeah, right? I know. Everyone loves Robin. He's sadly he he was going through his own demons and yeah, stuff, yeah. and he sadly passed away. But Compared to Al Pacino, you would think, damn, Al Pacino is a like, the proper proper actor. But Robin Williams is good in his own. I think he's won an Oscar. Um, yeah. I think he has. Maybe he was... in the museum. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It's either Dead Poets Society or Good Will Hunting. I remember it would be probably one of those two that got him the Oscar. 
cool. Um, but Al Pacino, obviously, Godfather, Scarface, all these sort of things. He is he was the eighties and nineties with Robert De Niro. Um, so oh, seventies, sorry, because Godfather was seventies. Seventies, actually, those two spanned three decades, and are still obviously making decent films. Yeah, because um, yeah, because recently I watched, uh, and it's a bit off topic. Yeah, Taxi Driver. Ooh, I've never yeah. seen De Niro that young. I was like, wait, he looks like from my he looks like my age. If you want to see younger, um I'm trying to remember. So actually Godfather Two, he's in that. He plays he plays Al Pacino's dad in the flashback seat. Like basically yeah. half of Godfather is a flashback. Okay. Godfather two, um, not the first one. Um but also Mean Streets, which is his first film with Martin Scorsese, so it started that. That partnership. partnership yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, he's even younger there. And he's quite funny because there's a fight scene in the pool in the pool bar, um, which is it's just it's funny because it's like it's an actual fight, not a uh, back in those times where it was like Arnie versus everyone. It was, <laughs> it was like a proper like funny sort, not like I don't know how to explain it. Like they were getting beaten up sort of, but then they there's pool tables. So they were jumping on pool tables to get out of the way, and like Robert De Niro was trying to kick someone while he's WWE, sort of. But it was, yeah, it was a proper fight. But yeah, Insomnia, brilliant film. Um, yeah, and I, I was going through a bit of Insomnia when I was watching the films. I knew what it, I knew Al Pacino, what Al Pacino was going through. But it was brilliant. Two brilliant actors. Um, but looking at the IMDb, so I would have given it. I gave him an eight. I would have given about seven point eight, seven point seven. Okay. I and gave it seven point two. I'm gonna quickly just bring up a um, the user review bit. Someone's title there says "Do not sleep." Don't know why you would do that. Uh, excellent performance, especially Williams. Hard. So most of these are user reviews are eights and nines. Um, but the critic reviews obviously was. We're a bit just lower. novices. That's why <laughs> they don't care about us. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, sure. I think that's a recommended film if you want to watch it. It's not. I don't. I think if you're going to a Nolan phase, it probably wouldn't be the first one you watch unless you watch chronological order from now from more from momentum sure, to the sure. forward. Next one, I know you've definitely watched um, Batman Begins. Okay. Uh, let me see if I got that right. Yeah. So Insomnia, he did some short films called um, Cinema Sixteen, but then Batman Begins um, was then his next film. So going from Memento and Insomnia, which are his own, his own ideas. Movies, yeah. Now they have to a Warner Brothers DC movie. So obviously he's now jumped. Yeah, so yeah. Stanley Kubrick. All right, I'm going to interject this for Stanley Kubrick now. He had a do what you want contract essentially with Warner Brothers because he was so good. Right. Okay. Because essentially now Christopher Nolan's got since since the Batman okay. films. Okay. Um, and one of the f- conspiracy theories as to why he, uh, Kubrick has got that um, deal was, <laughs> I remember watching a documentary at uni for it. So people were saying that he filmed the moon landing. So, you know, uh, people are saying it's faked. Yeah. They're saying that he He's filmed it. Um, and Warner Brothers were like, okay, if you do that, you you, you get, get a contract. Everything you yeah, want. Yeah, anything in your budget enough. you want. Um, and yeah, so people use that theory a lot because then they try to explain it by saying there's you know the carpet in I don't know if you watched it, The Shining, so there's a very specific pattern of the carpet, and if you look at a satellite image version of NASA, um, it looks the same. <laughs> so people are obviously trying to be like, oh yeah, he definitely did it. He's saying he did it here, yeah. Um, but yeah, so. 
Batman Begins. Yep. You've watched it. Yep. So the story is the origins starts, of yep. this. Probably even darker than Tim Burton's Batman. Mm. Um, so, but it's done as a film that isn't meant to be a comic book film, if that makes sense. So essentially, it is a film filmed as a gritty detective film. Obviously, Batman is essentially supposed to be the greatest detective in the world. Yep. Um, and it's got this sort of structure to it that you're like, okay, it's decent. So it brought, like, obviously we had before this, we had Spider-Man films, which are good, um, X-Men, but they were all very, very comic-y. comic yeah. Um, this made it, if you if it wasn't about Batman, it still would have been a good film because mm. it still would have made a little bit of sense, but it had the comic book characters in it. Um, so Bruce Wayne travels to Asia to train with the, is it League of Shadows, I believe it is called. Um, And he goes back to Gotham to save Gotham, essentially. Yeah. Um, And the Scarecrow, it's weird, isn't it? Like From what I remember, I was like, oh, Scarecrow's the main bad guy. No, it's actually Liam Neeson. Um, Scarecrow's the bad guy in every single one. You notice that? So he's he's supposed to be this fear, right? Sort of, but he's in every single one. So he's in... The end of the, he was in the whole first one as probably the second mm-hmm. bad guy, yeah. And then he's in Dark Knight as the, um, you know, the, the beginning bit where the, pe- the police officers pretend to be Batman, and they you what? don't remember. Is so they right be- at the start of the movie, the fucking robbing scene. Yeah. So yeah. So the Joker, the, the, no, we introduced yeah. the Joker, but then yeah. it goes to a scene where the Scarecrow is trying to make a deal or something. I can't remember. And then the police turn up dressed as Batman to try and scare him. But then the actual Batman turns up and says, I'm not wearing hockey pads. Oh, okay. Like, I like the guy, like the police officer was like, what's the difference between you and me doing it or something? And he goes, I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he's also in the, he's the judge, if you remember, in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. The scene where they have to go through the, the ice thing. Um, but yeah, so what are your thoughts on Batman Begins? If you remember, obviously it's been a So yeah, I been think it's been, so I think I remember the Dark Knight first. Not Batman Begins. I mm. hardly remember. Yeah. I, I probably don't remember because he's not vengeance yet. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually wouldn't know. So now, basing on that, because I don't remember it that much, I probably mm. just didn't really either didn't watch it properly or didn't really yeah. find it too. Or a third thing that might have been the case. Of, I think it might have been the case for me as well. When we were young, we were young. This yeah. is two thousand and. Five two thousand five, we were nine. Yeah, we wouldn't have been taken to this True. film because um, I think we, we, I think we grew up when it is Robert Pattinson as the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I probably don't remember, so I'll probably say like seven. I, I just yeah. don't remember. Um, I would say yes, seven point six, seven point five. Okay, um, and IMDb, the people at IMDb say eight point two. Um, I might need to rewatch it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. I, I do love the trilogy. I think I honestly think Begins is better than uh, Rises. Rises um, is the last one, right? Yeah. Um, I think but, Dark Knight's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no doubt. Like, no doubt. The best. Um, but he then went from Batman Begins to his own passion project called The Prestige. Oh, okay. So we right. spoke about this briefly before. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what do you remember from the prestige if you remember anything at all i just remember they were magicians right and i'm gonna be honest right i don't think i remember enough yeah i think i watched i would probably have watched this first before batman begins i think mm. i think i watched this movie first um okay. Yeah, I just honestly I can't remember. I just remember it's a magician and two and a girl, and then that's it. And it's yeah. a girl. There is, I think there is a girl. I I barely remember it either. It's been a while since I watched it. I will give the IMDb synopsis for it. Okay. So it, IMDb says, after a tragic accident, uh, two stage magicians in 1890s London engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion, yeah, while okay. sacrificing everything they have to outweigh each other. Okay. So, the film was decent. I don't know if you remember if you, you thought it was decent or not. I remember now the plot, now you've said that. Yeah. But I can't remember how it, I can't even remember how it ends. I remember how, I, I'm, I think I'm going to do it. A spoiler alert, if you're not, if you haven't watched it, skip forward a little bit. Um, but I will do a spoiler. Do you want me, do you not, not want to go for it? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> now, if you don't want me to spoil it, I won't yeah. spoil it for you. Because I'll, I'll watch it at some point. Okay. I have it down Okay, we won't spoil it, basically. <laughs> The ending is is a is really, a really typical Nolan oh, okay, twist ending, cool. um, but essentially, yeah, it's it's. I think what's different about Nolan is that he makes films that other people might not. So why would you make about someone that can't sleep? Why would you make a film going in a different order? And then also, obviously, Batman. Why would you make Batman the way he made Batman? Like, why wouldn't you keep the stereotype of the comics? And fourthly, why would you make a film about two magicians trying to become the best magician? No, but I think that's what's really good because it explores different yeah. ideas compared to others. So exactly, that's why he works. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because it, it reminds me of. So what's really interesting about um, Memento? Why we like that? Because obviously, it it goes deep into like what someone would experience with that. Um, yeah, exactly. And. Yeah. One of the shows that I watched recently, an anime actually, I don't, I don't know if you want me to spoil it, it's called Odd Taxi. And you know this, I'm not going to watch it. Okay, it follows <laughs> this guy, basically he's a walrus. So in this world, oh, I hate anime. <laughs> no, so in this world, so he's a taxi driver. <laughs> yeah. And there's been a, recently there's been a, so it's like a, so in this whole world, everybody's an animal. So. It's utopia. Kind of. <laughs> but obviously, the main guy is a walrus, and there's this... So you get introduced to these different characters. So one is like uh, cats, dogs, whatever, um, hippo. So you slowly get introduced to this, and then you kind of realize that there's this kid, and then there's a killer. So there's a, so there's a gang in his own body. It's like this hedgehog, and there's this, <laughs> uh, there's this tiger, and he's like a thug. I think he's a tiger, something like that. Okay. And throughout this whole story... What actually happens is, uh, what you realize is that someone in this like really big band, it's like these three cats. I I think they are three cats. Yeah. Um, one of them die, right? And then you kind of so, like someone has to die in yeah. anime. And you can't. It's basically like a. It's supposed to be a story. Um, sorry, a mystery, and you kind of see what's happening. Yeah. But so to basically summar summarize the movie. The main character is goes to the hospital often, and the funny, funnily enough, the uh, the doctor is a gorilla. <laughs> so the doctor, so this is one of the hints that they give you. So the doctor asks the uh, main actor, the walrus, "What do I look like to you?" And he says, 
And then the officer in the wall is going to say, you look like a gorilla. And then he giggles. And yes, then you realize. I, huh? I might say guess. What? Is he actually human, but he's not? Yeah. So okay. there's actually an illness where you see humans as animals. Okay. And that's the whole plot. That's the whole thing of the story. Hmm. Where you kind of, where everybody, every single character in his eyes is an animal. Yeah. But what you realize is that he's actually ill. Ne- near the end, I think it's the last episode, you realize that, wait, the reason why he's do- he has this is that he doesn't see people in that way. He sees people as animals. Yeah. So in the end, he actually, funnily enough, so one of the twists in the story is that because he sees each character as an animal, yeah. after he kind of gets over his illness, mm-hmm. he sees people as humans. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't realize that the person in the back of his taxi is the killer because he was seeing her as a cat. So one of the killers is a cat. And near the end of the story, you see that person is a kid. So the person that killed the group member is a kid. So basically, it's like a hierarchy thing where the group member, there's three of them, one of them gets killed, and then another cat, like, takes over or, like, takes over, the, like, joins the band, basically. Like, and that's the killer, basically. Okay. Yeah. But you, you realize in the end that that person is actually a kid. And what's really interesting is that there's hints in the character. So one of his best friends is, like, a monkey. Yeah. And his hair's like really weird, like white. And then you realize when he's in a human form, when he sees him, he's actually a man with white hair. And it's just really interesting at how they incorporated looks. It, it's good. It, I think that's what I really liked about it. It's just, it was the same as that. Mm, fair enough. Um, anyway, yeah, stop <laughs> my rant. Go, on, um, go ahead. So you watched The Prestige. We'll quickly we'll skip through Prestige. What Pre- would you rate Prestige, it? I can't remember. So it was like five. five. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I can't um, remember. I'll go for 7.6. I need to watch it. I need to watch um, it. IMDb gives it 8.5. Okay. I'm just going to say quickly, um, uh, while we were talking about Memento, um, there is a Bollywood remake of Memento. It's called <laughs> Gudgeonie. Um, and it actually, like compared to other Bollywood remakes... It's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. And also, The Prestige... Um, Bollywood so there, there, there's a franchise in in Bollywood called Doom, um, and it's basically the same two detectives in each one. It basically, essentially, imagine Fast and Furious, but m- more detectives. motorbikes. Okay. And, yeah, um, and in the third v- film, there is a guy that's committing a lot of crimes. Um, Actually, I'm not going to actually going to carry on because it actually will spoil the prestige. So I'm not going to carry on. Okay. Um, <laughs> after the prestige, he made. Are you going to take a guess? Uh, 2000, Dark, 2008. Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, so Dark Knight, one of the greatest opening sequences, I would say, in film history. Okay. One of one of the greatest opening sequences, which is obviously the bank robbery scene. Yeah. Um, we have the Joker, who played by. Another dead guy, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, that's the guy. Um, and we have Two Face turns up yep. for the last third of the film, um, and a lot of things happen in this film, and it really makes it makes obviously Batman became so popular um, because I think you can do a lot more real world stuff with Batman than you can say with Superman. Or Spider Man. That makes sense because obviously it's he's a really basically just he's, he's, he's a guy that's <laughs> just a martial just, artist yeah, yeah, yeah. with um, armor, yeah, essentially, yeah, um, and a really good knack of solving crosswords or whatever because he's a detective or some or some crap, yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so you get like the Joker, you get all these, and he actually does really well, I think, because there have been other Jokers, so I'm going to butcher the name, but I think it's something Cesar Romero or something who plays the Joker in the 60s TV series and I think the 1966 film, or it could be the other way around, it could be the 1960s film. And then, yeah. Um, and then you get the, uh, we move forward to uh, Jack Nicholson playing the Joker in the Tim Burton Batman film up against Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, then you get Heath Ledger. So I'm, I'm pausing a little bit because I don't know when to introduce this other Joker. So you get Heath Ledger as the Joker in um, Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah. And obviously you get Jared Leto, Leto, whatever his name is, for Suicide Squad slash, what was the other one he was in? Just, you know, it was that's Suicide it. Squad. That's it. it, that's it, yeah. Um, no, he wasn't Justice Wasn't it when they read, redid Justice League, him and Batman, when the Snyder cut, there was a scene with, the Joker. And, I yeah. didn't watch the side of the cut. No, I didn't. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't watch DC anymore. Like, I love the Christopher Reeves Superman films, Dark Knight series, the Batman series, except from the George Clooney one. And, um, yeah. Um, What's that one? George Clooney one? Batman and Robin, I think it's called. And it's oh. got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, as that the... one. Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, only because he was just, when you were young, you just yeah. wanted to watch Superman. Yeah, I loved it when I was young, but then yeah, when you yeah. watch it again, you're like, what is this? Um, uh, but, yeah, so I'm not a fan of Jared Leto's take on The Joker. Um, I've, I've made my views about it quite a lot of times, but I think my main view is that Firstly, I couldn't get past the fact that he's got tattoos. I, I don't, I'm not very good on DC Comics. I'm not sure if Joker ever got tattoos in the comics, but I just can't see the Joker sit down and get a tattoo. Like, I can't see him stay still for like two hours and have a tattoo. If that, like, that's just something minor. But then also, I just think he was trying a bit too hard to. It's, it's, it's probably the hardest role to take on at the moment because everyone loves it. I, I know that Macbeth is one of the most coveted roles for a theatre actor to do. Mm. And you're up against talents, right? There's like Laurence Olivier, yeah. David Tennant, apparently one of the better ones. Patrick Stewart, I think, has played a few. Like, you're up against them loads. But I think in film, there's a lot more pressure because you know billions are going to be... Watching. Yeah. And Jared Leto didn't match that expectation because I think he tried too hard. Heath Ledger was great. So the reason why Heath Ledger worked a lot was that he was not expected to be any good, good. at all. Okay. Good so, yeah, Heath but... Ledger, Teen, I think, what's that film called that he was in? Ten Things I Hate About You or something like that? No, wasn't it uh, Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> That's the other one. Um, but, yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You. Like, you, like, you see a guy, Ten Things I Hate About You, and you think... He can't play Joker. Yeah, but he obviously was brilliant. Um, I always stand by the fact that I don't think he would have won the Oscar if he was still alive. So he won the Oscar posthumously. So he had already been dead and they gave it to him. Okay. I don't think he would have won it. It was obviously a great performance. I don't think he would have won it that year. And if I was an actor, I would have pulled my name out of the Oscar race and like, pulled my film out and been like, he's going to win it. What's the point of me going up against it? Even if I did a better performance. Um, but very good. Very good film. Um, set a standard for what superhero films could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what 2008, so this is just when the MCU was starting, yeah. So, yeah, Nolan did a good job. What do you think? Like, rating, well, just... even if you, yeah, I like... think it's pretty good. I think, from what I remember, probably like 
Probably as good as Memento. I mean, as good. Yeah. So on an equal. Eight point five. Yeah, I okay. would say. Um, I mean, the reason why Jared Leto had tattoos, he probably can't remember what happened before. That's why. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I I didn't like those films. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I, I, Suicide Squad was not good. I just remember yeah. watching it and. Yeah, I don't know. I had hope. That was the thing. It was like, just weird. It was just save this girl so you can kiss her. That's it. Yeah, it was. There's so much hope riding on it for me. I think. I think because it's like we were so used to having the good guys, seeing their point of view. And we got a film that was about bad guys, and it shows now that there are stuff that does it well, like the boys and stuff. So that Suicide Squad is just Always, crap. Yeah, it was just crap. Um. But they're they're making a new one for Marvel, no? Um, what was it called? Something Breaker? I can't remember. That's oh. like a Suicide Squad version of Marvel. Yeah, there is one. Well, they were supposed to make the Sinister Sticks, which right. is well, they nearly did it, um, which is why I thought Venom might turn up in No Way Home because yeah. they basically had five um, bad guys. I'm not sure if they were the original Sinister Six, um, but yeah, so. You gave it what eight point five? Yeah, I would say. I would say yeah, eight point six, eight point seven. Um, IMDb gives it. Do you want to guess? Eight point seven. It gives it probably higher than us. Nine. Okay. It gives it nine. Um, so it's up there with the Godfather one and two, and it's up there with Shawshank Redemption, which I still think is winning the IMDb top two fifty. Um, and then we go over to two thousand and ten. So, Nolan was making films. Um, sorry, I got a little bit confused because they changed the picture. Like, I think my app's a bit glitchy. So it changed the picture of Insomnia to Dunkirk. Um, but it moved to 2010. Do you know what film was made in 2010? Don't know. It was, a different, it was set a different standard for... Inception. Yeah. So Inception, very good idea. Okay. I don't mind the film too much. I think it's very good, but a bit try-hard as well. So it wasn't so... I'll explain mainly when we talk about another film in, in Nolan's um, future. But it was a very good film. I like the story. I think the idea is great. It was just it was Nolan trying to push boundaries. And I think this is when I sort of so I love Nolan and I sort of now I'm not the greatest fan of his. So it's like I think this may have been when my sides changed a little bit. So it slowly started to change from this film. What do you think about Inception? I thought it was a good movie. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I would say not as good as Memento and uh, Dark, Dark Knight, yeah. but I would say it was pretty good. I think yeah. I think this is probably the first Nolan film I've watched. Yeah, I it think... It was one of the things that... Because obviously it was big. Mm. Um, and I think it opened my... I didn't used to watch movies like this. So to yeah. me, it was like really new because obviously yeah. the concept of... That's what I like, I think, about my own because it introduces this concept and he just runs away with it. And I yeah. think it's really good. It's, I, I thought it was a good movie. You know, I, I still think it's a good movie. Yeah, it's But I, in hindsight, I can see bits of why I started to go away from Nolan appearing in Inception. Um, so there's cracks, if that makes sense. So I would, I would give it 8.5. What would you? Okay, I would give it... Because of my base, 8.5, I would give it like an 8.2. 8. Like 2. very close. Okay. Um, so 
yeah, a good film, DiCaprio, um, Tom Hardy, um, who's also works with um, worked with Nolan on the next film, Dark Knight Rises. Um, probably my least favorite out of the three Dark Knight Dark films. Knight. Okay. Um, I think it's okay. I think I think it was decent. Okay, it's not as good as those movies that I've rated yeah. eight or above. Mm. But it was it wasn't too bad. I enjoyed watching it in the cinema. I think I watched it with you. Yeah, we watched it. It was I. I remember it being the day after I got back from Malaysia, the first time I went. Mm. Um, uh, I the, the thing was right, so I really wanted to like it because obviously Dark Knight, I love Dark Knight, I like Batman Begins, um, and so I really wanted to like it. Maybe it was my expectations; it didn't match what I thought it could be. So I remember thinking at the end of the film, like I remember talking to some of you guys, you were like, "Oh yeah, you loved it." And I wasn't at that point where I was saying I loved it. I liked it. So I wasn't like thinking, damn, this is great. Um, but I think it was decent. It was good to see Tom Hardy being Bane. But Bane is supposed to be a lot bigger. Like a lot, lot bigger. Um, and yeah. I, I, I didn't even know Tom Hardy played Bane. <laughs> did you not? see his face. And he's not the main enemy, I remember. Yeah, so... Uh, Al Ghul, Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, so I'm about to call him Marion Cotillard, but that's her real name. Uh, Cotillard or something like that. Um, I, was, I was trying to search up I'm a bit off time. I was trying to search up French actresses because obviously, yeah. So uh, the podcast I might not know, but next week I'm going to France, not mm. to Paris. I was like, oh, I don't even know any French actress actors. Yeah. And the only ones I know is Marion Cotillard. Yeah, and I, I'm going to butcher the name, Lea Seydoux. Sidu. Um, I so she was in. She was in a game. I can't remember what game it is, but she it uses her face. Last um, of Us or no, no, no. Um, it's the one with the backpack and you carry stuff around. Um. Ah, uh, I know what you're on about the one with Norman. Walking. Yeah, Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus. That one. Um, I can't remember what that's called. <laughs> uh, that, we're using the second one. Something stranding. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, so Dark Knight Rises. So I'm the only reason why I'm rushing a little bit is that we're at like an hour and ten. Um, I, don't, I don't mind it being longer, but I'm not sure if the audience do. Um, we, we watched it together. You obviously liked it more. So what do you rate it then? So probably very close to an eight, probably 7.8. Okay. Or eight, maybe. Something along those, that range. I'll go about 7.5. Okay. Um, what do you think IMDb gave it? 7.2. No. So, this is why, like, there's Nolan, also why, a reason why the I went away from, yeah, the fanboys, um, it went to 8.4. So, essentially, more than Insomnia, uh, more than the first Batman, and matching Memento. I would say it's, oh, hmm. I would say it's actually better than the first Batman, from what I remember. I prefer, I don't know, I, I think I prefer the first Batman. I'm not sure why. Um, I really want... I think it's probably because I loved the first Batman when I watched it and I wanted more from Night Rises when I watched that. Um, but we then move on to a film that I watched at university. Um, one of the, Probably one of the first films, I big films that I went to watch in a cinema at, in Southampton at university. Um, do you know what it could be? 2014? Oh... Interstellar? Yes, Interstellar. Yeah. So, Interstellar, amazing VFX. 
Um, but this it's is when, good. yeah, I didn't. This I, is okay. Yeah, all right. I, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I wouldn't say that it's like if I do like a scale, so terrible, not good, okay, good, very it's good, okay. amazing. I would go okay. Yeah. Um, I get. Like, I remember speaking to someone about it, and they said, "I said I didn't really like it that much." Oh, it's because. They were like, oh, but the science was right. I was like, I don't care if the science is right. If 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 you make a film, basically someone explaining why E equals MC squared, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's the greatest film because they're going to get the theory of what the hell that is right. Um, and this is when I started to notice a thing with Nolan. So Interstellar is not a copy. It is very similar to a film called Contact. Starring Jodie Foster. Never heard of it. Um, it's essentially you know, in Interstellar, in he's trying to give back to his daughter, and his daughter ends up being an old lady by the time he gets back. Yeah. It's the opposite. So, not, not entirely. It's, it's, it's not. So, Interstellar is on a, a different sort of level to contact in terms of VFX and everything. But she's trying to connect, Jodie Foster trying to connect with her dad rather than the other way around. Um, and it isn't that much of a copy. Like people are probably going to listen to this and be like, "No, yeah, I can't see that. I can't see that." But there are little bits, and it, you start to realize, okay, where is Nolan getting his ideas from? Essentially, is he watching other films and trying to make them better? It's not. To be fair, I've done it. I've watched a film, and I think you could have done this better. You could have done this bit this bit better, and I think it would have worked like that. Um, but obviously, if you look back, Inception, decent, like, but. Where did he come up with the idea for dreams within dreams sort of thing? Lucid dreaming, probably. He probably read a lucid dreaming theory, uh, which is fine. You know, I that's how you make stories, right? You hear something from somewhere else and you make your own version of it. So you hear about a theory. So a film is all about there being an original theory about something. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Interstellar is wormhole theory, right? So like they travel through wormholes. Yeah. Um, so that's that's all fine. It just seems as if like Nolan was going into this sort of. Think, uh, then if you think about it, his three biggest, well, three of his biggest films are the Batman films. He obviously has source material to go by. All right, so I'm just going to leave that there for now. Um, we go from Interstellar. What would you? What would you go? What would you give the rating? Seven, seven only because. There's a movie I'm going to rate lower than that. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say 7.3. Oh. Um, what do you think IMDb would have gone for? Remember Probably Fanboys? Nine, seven, eight. It was rated higher, I think, when I, I remember. It's 8.6. Yeah, it was rated higher, I remember. Yeah. Um, I can understand why, because people, it's the same reason why people love Avatar, is that it's visually appealing. But Avatar was a crap story. <laughs> um, and it didn't deserve to win the Oscar, and it didn't win the Oscar, luckily. Um, then we go from that to a film, a short film, which I never watched, so we're not going to talk about that. Um, and we go on to 2017, so three years after making Interstellar, um, he makes a war film. Um, yes. What is the name of that war film? Dunkirk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I meant five out of ten. <laughs> Um, Dunkirk I thought was quite slow um, 
and I like war films. I think there are many, many other war films that are a lot better. One being Saving Private Ryan, the other being Platoon. Um, and I just think they're a lot better than Dunkirk. Um, and actually, I think IMDb users are probably cottoning onto the fact that um, it wasn't that good either. Um, so, yeah, it follows the story of a true story, which is an inspirational story of how um, small town British um, people had boats and they helped get British uh, soldiers off of Dunkirk. But there was a lot to pack in there. There was a lot, like that Cillian Murphy storyline where he accidentally kills a kid, um, Tom Hardy flying around doing his business up in the sky. You didn't even remember he was in that, did you? Um, just remember there's a Harry Styles scene in the tank that's all I remember uh, so yeah Harry Styles is one of the um, storylines so him and his group are one of storylines the other one is Cillian Murphy with I think um, it was that is the Cill- main guy Cillian Murphy no so Cillian Murphy is uh, he plays Scarecrow in, in, uh, he's been in a lot of Nolan films he is the guy that they get from one of the down boats and then he goes a bit nuts and he pushes one of the boys, and the boys hits his head on the pipe or something. Um, um, and the other, the other branching story is obviously Harry Styles, Tom Hardy in the sky, um, and well, Kenneth Branagh, um, who is the like military leader at that point, trying to figure everything out. Um, I think Mike Mark Mark Rylance plays the guy who drives the boat that Cillian Murphy killed the boy on. Uh, Mark Rylance is a brilliant supporting actor. He, to be fair, is good on his own, but he got big because of Spielberg. I think he was a small town theater actor, yeah, okay. not small town. Probably, he probably was a decent level actor. theater actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, has people been seeing how good of a talent he is? Gone bigger, um, yeah. Um, I love war. I love world, well, world films, war films, um, as I said before, and this one didn't match my expectations. Um, especially it being a Nolan war film, you would think, okay, he's got the money. Warner Brothers says, do whatever the hell you want, mate. And Spielberg did better with uh, Saving Private Ryan. Um, What do you think? Six, five, I don't know. Six. I didn't didn't really enjoy it. I just, I can't remember the movie, going to be honest. It was just so, I just remember, I watched it in the cinema, actually. Yeah, same. Um, Yeah. Um, I would give it, yeah, 6.9. I think when I, six, Point nine, because yeah. I think when I was watching this, I think I was, I think it was rated really high. Yeah, I think that's why I wanted so to watch it. That's why I said that the IMDb fanboys probably have cottoned on now. Yeah. Um. So I remember it being within the eights uh, last time I checked, and it's now seven point eight. Okay. Um, which is good because it's lower than Saving Private Ryan. Um, and then we go on to his latest, well, not latest, his most recent released film um called Tenet right and it's got my boy in it my boy Robert Patterson um and it's got my other boy in it from um I don't know if you're if you're listening and you're British but there is a soap opera called EastEnders and there is a there used to be a Asian family called the Masoods and this character was a nerdy guy called Tamwa Masood um, and he is, I don't know if you've seen the film, I haven't seen it, but it's the one where everyone forgets Beatles exist, uh, yeah. the Beatles, and he nicks their songs. Um, he appears as, I think, the boat, you know, the boat driver, 
um, at the end of the film. Yeah. So he's he's in it throughout the whole film, but I remember him specifically for driving the boat. But Arpats is obviously in it, and so is Denzel Washington's um, son, David John or something, John David Washington maybe. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. So I, the, everyone I went with didn't enjoy it. I thought, you know what, Nolan's back. Yeah, I thought, damn, this is good. Like, it's a good original film. It's got my boy Pats in it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it had a mix of Inception and Memento. Um, I agree with that. Like, obviously, there was two branches of story. Like, one was someone going backwards in time, and the others were going forward in time, and there being our Pats was, you know, already knew everything um, that was going to happen, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I just thought I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and this is, I, 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 before I watched it, I was thought, okay, Nolan. And I was like, at this point, I was like, I had enough of you, man. I've had enough of you. And so me saying that I loved it is actually quite high praise, in my opinion. Uh, what, what did you think? Yeah, it was, you know, it really stands out for me. Hmm. Spoiler alert, but there's a part there where they're in the, uh, um, the airport scene where he basically fights himself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then you know how he does like backflips and stuff. Yeah. I don't really like that. Scene. Yeah. Because obviously <laughs> he's doing, he's the guy's moving back in time. Yeah. So he's doing like backflips, like really, <laughs> and I don't know how they've done it where the guys are back, are like very, how do I say this? Very unnatural movement, but yeah. he's fighting a guy, and it's just like, oh, that's pretty really cool. I really like it's, that scene. I think it was practical effects. So it, they actually did the movements in real time. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I thought what probably would happen is that it was probably easier for the person that are doing the backflip to move forward. So that part is it probably going been. back in time. It could have been. Because yeah. there's parts there where the guy, the main character is just standing. Yeah. One, the guy's doing backflips. Yeah. And you're like. Yeah. When I meant practical, it would, like one of them would have done. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't be like, as in it wasn't, might not be the way we saw it on film. Yeah. Um, and. You know, one thing I really like about it. So right at the start, you know, there's a scene where they're in a orchestra. And then, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then obviously it shows certain things that's going to come up in, that will later be explained on. later yeah. on. So yeah. one is the the bullets. It like, it goes back. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. an inverted bullet right at the start yeah. where it saves the main character. And then you also see this guy with a backpack and he has that weird, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. The, um, the attachment on the backpack and you realise it's Neil at the it's Neil, I can't remember his name, Robert Pines. Yeah, I think it might be Neil, yeah. And you realise that that keeps on coming back because you'll always, because there's a part there near the end where someone opens the door for him. Yeah. And it's actually yeah. Neil or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I think that was cool. Um, I kind of realised that although there were some parts that I realised, oh, okay, that's probably what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously the scene in the airport where the guy's doing backflips and Neil was fighting the other guy and then you clearly see him grab the thing and then just throws it away. Yeah. And I was like, he must know who that person is. Yeah. That's why he just <laughs> let him go away. Because I remember while the main character's still fighting the guy, yeah. um, you realise, like, wait, why did you just let him go? Like, it doesn't make sense. And but then you realize, yeah, it, it they explode cool. at the end. Yeah. Oh, that's what's happening. And the same thing, that's why we can relate it to Memento, because obviously there's one part in Memento I was found, found really cool. So right at the start of the, the very first part of Memento, there's a part that is saying, um, 
where they drive into that um whatever that place is and then he says oh there's a car there already we're, uh, we're not alone here or so, he says something a comment like that or yeah. something and you realize that right at the start that's the same car that he took into that place <laughs> which is really cool and i yeah. think that's the same thing that's happened in tenet and i, I thought it was a good movie 8.5 yeah i um yeah i'm gonna say i i can't remember what i gave dark knight um i'm gonna say like 8.6 8.7 yeah, i would say actually i'm a bit higher i enjoyed yeah. it i enjoyed it i was watching um, it in a plane and i was like, oh cool so what do you think IMDb gave it? I think I think because of the previous uh I guess movies, I reckon it's lower. So I reckon it's like A point two. Right, so out of the ones we've just discussed today, because yeah. there is one feature film we haven't discussed because another thing neither of us watched it called the following. Um actually, out of all of his feature films, um it is the joint, no, second lowest. It is the second lowest rate. It's okay. Insomnia is 7.2 as its lowest. This is 7.3. And my app is bugging out because I literally scroll back up to the net and you have Batman Whoa. begins as the picture. <laughs> uh, 7.3, um, which I think is very underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's just. Because the hype is all, it's, it's gone, come yeah, and gone. So yeah. now, it's like, it's like, you know, when you think of a, okay, an example, AJ, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Now he's been beaten. No one cares that much. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? They and only he, just support him because he's British. Three times now, isn't it? Three yeah. times he's been beaten. Right. So his next film um, hasn't been released yet. I will, before I say what the film is called, I will go through the cast list. Because one thing we haven't mentioned is Christopher Nolan's cast list has always been A-listers. And there's almost always Michael Caine. Um, Interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, he repeats a lot of the, the actors. Cast, yeah. um, like Tom Hardy's been about three of his, I think, two or three of his. Um, Dunker, Night Rises, um, Inception. He was in Inception. Um, Christian Bale, I think, is going to be in this new one. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm just going to go and see all for cast. It's going to be in credit order um but yeah like chris Miller likes to use the same people um so i'm hoping he uses our pats more because our pats deserves more love um so first person to be uh, credited is florence Pugh, our oxford girl um, harry styles <laughs> oh they made a film together yeah, yeah. yeah um there's some weird things going around have you seen about that film um, so I'm not sure what's happening, but Harry Styles obviously is dating the director, Olivia Wilde. Um, there seems to be a clip of Harry Styles when he's introduced to the premiere spitting into Chris Pratt's, Chris Pratt's lap. Um, I'll show you the video afterwards, but I think for the people at home, if you've if you seen the video, you know what I'm talking Chris about. Chris Pratt as in? Chris Pratt, no, not Chris Pratt, sorry, Chris Pine. Chris Pine is the, <laughs> so he's in, he's placed... You haven't watched it, but he plays Star Kirk Trek. in Star Trek. And he's in Wonder Woman. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, he is a Harris. There's people I've basically here on TikTok. I've been watching a lot of things. Well, I it just appears on my FYP. And um, he doesn't just stand. That. Yeah, it just doesn't. shows the movie that shows you watch on TikTok. Um, because I think it's film related, so that's why it's showing it. Um, <laughs> but it shows that Harry Styles won't stand next to Olivia Wilde. Um, I don't know, Florence Pugh won't go, she didn't attend a 
what do they call it? Not advertising event. What a prom- promo Promotion. promo event. Um, and she pretended she was ill, but she put on to Instagram that she was on the beach or something, like relaxing at a bar or some shit. Um, so a lot of things are going weird in there. Um, I don't know if you know Olivia Wilde broke up with Ted Lasso actor Jason Sudeikis, I think his name is. Oh right, yeah. Um, and then joined. Um, well, not joined. Sorry, that sounds like a business deal. Well, went out of Harry Styles, um, and people obviously didn't like her because they had a loyalty to Sudeikis, but you never know what happens behind doors. Um, next credited is Cillian Murphy. So again, he's probably, it's probably like a hundred film of Christopher Nolan. He's been in so many. Um, do, you, do you remember what Cillian Murphy looks like? No, I, I don't even know that name. That doesn't sound familiar. Peaky Blinders. Um, I don't know why I didn't mention it before. But yeah, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> um, third, third is uh, Emily Blunt. You know Emily Blunt? Uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. yeah. Josh Krasinski's wife. Yep. From um, the, uh, the sound one. Yeah, uh, what's it called? A quiet Place. Um, and they're obviously a husband and wife in real life. Um, Matt Damon, everyone knows Matt Damon. Interstellar. He just pops <laughs> out for like a few hours. Um, Matt Damon. Have you seen that thing where it's like this Hollywood has spent so much money trying to save Matt Damon? So obviously saving Private Ryan. Private Ryan is Matt Damon. Mm. Um, Interstellar, they get, the reason they're there is the, to save Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. And what's that film he was in? Was it, is it called Mars? The Martian, sorry, The Martian, where he gets trapped on Mars and they have to go save, save him. him. Yeah, um, and also Thor. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's in all of them. No, is all it all of them? them? Yeah, because he always plays as the actor. Maybe not the first one. Oh no, no, no. I mean more of the recent one. The so Ragnarok and yeah, Love and Thunder, Love and Thunder yeah. uh, which is mid. Um, Robert Downey Jr. So Iron Man, Jack Quaid. Um, I'm not, I know him because I saw a picture of him. Do you remember we wanted to watch the latest Scream? And he turned out to be one of the... I'm showing you a picture now. I don't know. Ah, yeah. he's the one of the... Yeah, yeah he the ends main, up being one yeah. of the killers. Um, he's a boyfriend. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else you would recommend. Kenneth Branagh is in it again. Um, Gary Oldman. Oh, that's another thing. Gary Oldman's amazing in the Dark Knight series as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh, okay. Um We've got Rami Malik, who's plays an unnamed character so far. You know, um, I haven't watched a movie after Avengers out. with Robert Downey actually. Um, he was in, he he was in that crap film, wasn't it? Doolittle, the remake of Doctor oh, Doolittle, yeah. um, and it flopped. Um, but that's an, another thing. Maybe maybe that's you know I say it now. So Robert Downey Jr. People loved him and they loved his films, but. In my opinion, he's good. He's good he's at not, what he does. He's not that good. But he plays it so what he was doing at the time was Iron Man and um Sherlock. Um and he, they were basically the same person except one was Iron Man and one was Sherlock Holmes. Um okay, people are gonna be saying, Oh, what about Tropic Thunder? Yeah, that was a good film, but he's essentially playing an exaggerated character just like Iron no, Man. Right. <laughs> uh Josh Hartnett, who used who was supposed to be a massive actor. Um I don't know if you know him, but He's in it. Um, one of the Scar Scars. So, does, have you know about the Scar Scar family? Yeah. So, one of them is a uh, it. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, in the Avengers and Four. You know the old, you know the old guy who Loki takes over, and then they, they he's the one that actually turns on the portal that brings Loki's army in. The teleport guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not 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 Heimdall. No, not not 
Not Idris Hi- Elba. No, 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 the other guy. The guy that brings in the, yeah. the, the portal guy. Um, yeah. Um, okay. And there's quite a few other names on here that faces I recognize. Oh, Michael Angarano is going to be in it. Okay. So Michael Angarano I like because he was in two films I liked when I was a kid. So one was, um, oh, what's it called? Mile, Mile, Mile High Sky or something? High Miles, or something like that. Sky Miles. It was a superhero superhero film. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it, I loved it because it was a superhero film. Um, and it was essentially this guy who had no powers was the son of the most popular superheroes. So the uh, mom and dad his, were the two most popular superheroes. And he ends up having mm-hmm. the powers of both of them, but it just takes a while to kick okay, in. Interesting. Uh, Dane DeHaan's in it, who plays Harry Osborn in the amazing Spider-Man series. Um, he, he's, he's quite a good actor. He... Chronicle, do you remember Chronicle? He's the one that goes crazy. Ah, uh, um, the young kid. Yeah. The young, weirdy, weird yeah, the, kid in there. Yeah, the weird one. Yeah. Um, Casey Affleck, this one you're going to love. So, not Casey Affleck, he's um, allegations against him, which I won't talk about. Um, Alex Wolf, do you remember who Alex Wolf is? Okay, so remember we watched that film and there was a guy that was laying in bed and the camera was on top of his face, so, like you could see his face. What movie is this? Um, and you, you said that he looked like me. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was in Hereditary. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, I, quite... couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing at that movie because there were some scenes where I was like, that's just that's just you. Will. Um, but there's quite. I'm just going to go through. Jason Clark, I know. I don't know if you know James Darcy. I know. Uh, Josh Peck, you know Josh Peck. Josh, as in Jacob Jake and Josh. Josh. Yep, it's funny. Uh, who else? Is there anyone else I know? Because he obviously he likes to get a lot of people in here. Uh, no, I don't. Because I think so. there's also an appeal to to seeing a familiar face when it yeah. comes to movies as well. Um, and if you work with someone well, it's good to use them you know, again. Yeah, Because um, there are often times where actors and directors don't get along. I might actually do that for another podcast. I might research. There are quite a lot of times where um, directors and actors get along. So yeah, that's essentially his next film. Um, and it's called Oppenheimer. No. Do you no. know? Do you know anything about anyone called Oppenheimer? No. So on. Oppenheimer, Doctor Oppenheimer, I think his name was. Um, well, not his first name, obviously, but his title. He was the guy credited to inventing the atom bomb. Um, well, the theory that invented the atom bomb, um, and he deeply, deeply regretted making that theory because he wanted it to be a source of power, which I think it sort of is now, that has the energy and stuff, um, but. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right. There are going to be people listening up who know you're completely wrong. Um, but yeah, he um, obviously inadvertently created the worst weapon to ever be invented, um, which kill, can kill the whole planet if everyone has got one uses it. Um, but yeah, so we have this is our longest, definitely longest episode. It's a feature length film. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, at the moment, hour 34 and 50 seconds. Um, thank you for listening to my long take on Nolan. Um, and obviously, uh, something you might, yeah, JB's holiday, which is good. And he's just, he just told me now that he's going to Paris. So um, I'm going to knock him out after this. Um, and he did invite me again. Um, like, you haven't got girlfriends. Who are you going with, man? Why are you not inviting me? Um, but. Yeah, I, I I quite enjoy going through Christopher Nolan. Um, it's been a while since I've spoken about him. At university, I was asked what my thoughts were at, about him. I said, I don't think he's as good as everyone thought. My lecturer loved him, and she never liked me since that day. Savage. Um, I will talk about my lecturer at university another time, 
because that is another story in itself. Um, but yeah, so we have come to the end of episode 12. Um, so a dozen. Our next one will be a baker's dozen. <laughs> um, not a bacon's dozen. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying making these podcasts. I don't even know if anyone listens to it. But as we said right at the beginning, it is literally just me and JB doing what we would normally do, but recording it. Um, which sounds a bit weird, but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording it. Um, we were also talking just before we started about this, because I got quite a few packages of comic books turning up um, about doing maybe unboxing segments and recording just those segments um, and uploading them to YouTube, because I may be able to upload all the audio. It's taken me some time, but I may be now be able to be in a position to upload every single episode easily onto YouTube um, to try and establish a YouTube channel for two men one beard. Um, obviously, we would love your feedback as always. Yep. Follow us, like us, subscribe when our YouTube is out. Um, you can rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on any other platform send, you use. Yep. Send us any emails. Any yep. Questions. What's our email address? Do you remember our email address, JB? Yep. Two men, one beard at gmail.com. Exactly. I tried to make it That's as simple. easy as possible. That's simple. <laughs> I was, that was just me guessing. <laughs> um, but yeah, email us, DM us on Instagram. Um, do you know, know anything about. Actually, no, it's not that annoying. We have got a few spam people email us, uh, not email us, uh, DM us um, on Instagram. So it's quite good that it filters out, but I also don't get a notification if we get those filters. Um, but yeah, I will regularly, regularly, regularly check it. Um, but yeah, so end of episode 12. Any last words, Jamie? I am vengeance. <laughs> not alone in film. <laughs>